Hello, hello. You are listening to Talking Aging on Vancouver Co-op Radio, 100.5 FM or coopradio.org. Or you may be listening to the podcast version. Welcome. My name is Mika Marcelet and today's episode is all about palliative care. So we live in times of rapid change that are often not predictable and not always positive. I will be speaking with Kareem today about palliative care. Kareem is an active participant and advocate for older adults in anticipating and preparing for this change so that older adults can age in the environment of their choice with respect and dignity. Kareem has developed this experience by working in the technology and healthcare space with public, private, and not-for-profit organizations. He has recently transitioned careers to pursue his passion about understanding the needs of older adults from cultural, psychosocial, and spiritual aspects to enhance their quality of life. I'm so grateful that Kareem could join me today. He is very passionate about this subject, and I really think you will enjoy this conversation. All right, so whenever you're ready, Kareem, I would love to hear you describe palliative care in your own words. Thank you very much, Mika, for the opportunity to uh, participate in your podcast and um, and to share uh, my experience uh, with uh, with older adults. Uh, palliative care is uh, is nothing more than really good care. Uh, patients with terminal illness, organ organ failure, early signs of dementia, frailty, and patients living in in the long-term care facilities all have underlying conditions uh, that threaten their life. This means that they cannot live the life they would like to live because of their illness. And that's what I see uh, the need uh, requirement for palliative care. And I know um, we had spoken before that the approach to palliative care is like very patient centered and it is a holistic approach because it's trying to, you know, assist the patient in living their best life and really, you know, having their say in the way that their care is done for the remaining time. Um, How would you describe the patient centered care and the holistic approach that goes into palliative care? So patient-centered care is, is all about understanding the needs and requirements of a patient. And um, the most important component that I, I see and, and have experienced is the respect for the older adult is, is, is critical um, and building that trust. And uh, while building that trust, the process through which how you communicate with an older adult, what you say and how you say is very, very, very critical. Because if the things come out from the heart, the older adults can can sense it. And then you start building the trust and try to understand their needs and their requirement uh, in order to build a plan which is patient-centric. And, uh, and you're looking at, at of course, in that process, the holistic, holistic approach, uh, uh, you know, focus on person's wellness and not just focusing on the illness or the conditions. So you're looking at it from physical, psychosocial, emotional, social and spiritual well-being of an older adult. 
I love that. So it's a focus on their wellness rather than on their illness and really viewing the patient as a person and not just their disease, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and that, is, that is the core, core point here because uh, uh, providing them with the wellness and the care, um, you know, helps them in terms of going through the process, what they're going through um, during their illness. So how does a patient qualify for palliative care? So for, for palliative care, a person, um, uh, a person has to have a diagnosis of a, of, of, of a disease for which there is, there is no cure. And, um, and uh, it's an early diagnosis of life-threatening illness, okay, which may limit um, um, their, their, their lifespan. And that is generally taken care of by the physician. Um, and they decide in terms of uh, what the approach should be. And then they inform the palliative care team um, how, to, how to proceed uh, to be able to provide, uh, provide the right type of treatment. So I guess it would be up to their family doctor or another physician to determine, I guess, whether the illness is terminal, right? That's right. That's right. And terminal, and, and also it means that they cannot uh, live the life that they would like to live uh, because of because of their illness. Yes. Okay. And then that's where the idea comes from of just making a patient comfortable rather than treating the illness. Right. 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 Yes. So the focus has to be um, on on, um, on 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 not only the treatment, but you're looking at you're you're actually looking at the the uh, the the two concepts, which is providing the medical treatment and also the palliative care approach, which are not mutually exclusive in patients' illness of trajectory. Uh, they go they go hand in hand. I see. And I would also love to hear you describe the different stages of palliative care. Sure, sure. Um, and, 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 and this is very important because uh, there is a perception that, uh, that the word palliative care basically implies that a person is about to die. Right. And, uh, and, and, and that's not necessarily true. Uh, early diagnosis of life-threatening illness may limit the illness uh, when there is, is uh, you know, when, when therapy dominates, for example, chemotherapy, radiation, or advanced cardiac drugs, or trans, you know, transport, uh, 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 the, uh, you know, transportation. Right. As disease goes on, the approach to palliative care, of course, increases. So, so what we see is they are, um, there are three uh, uh, stages you can you can call uh, when you're talking about palliative care. The um, the uh, first stage is palliative care in itself. That's the outer layer that can last months to years. Now, in that particular part where the treatment dominates, as I mentioned earlier, and and if it works, then a person can come out of palliative care uh, if the disease is overcome. The other stage of 
care is the end of life um, um, stage where it can last from weeks to months. So from palliative care, you're talking about months to years. In end of life, you're looking at weeks to months. And then the last stage is the, uh, is the terminal care, which can last from hours, um, hours to, uh, to days. So, um, so, so when a palliative care is provided along with, uh, with the treatment, some patient may exit palliative care and return to normal life. However, if the doctor or the palliative care team believes that ongoing treatment is no longer helping, then they are, of course, going into the next stage, which is the palliative care then transitions to end of life. Um, if the doctor believes the person is likely to die within, uh, within, within six months, or palliative care team could uh, continue to help with increasing emphasis than it's put on comfort care uh, to keep the patient comfortable um, so, so when people are in the outer ring, they can typically return to normal life. However, the, uh, the, uh, two other stages, once you go into end of life, then you cannot come back into the palliative care because the treatment then, then does not, does not work, but you are put in a, in a, in a comfortable position and comfortable, comfortable care is provided then. So um, a person, once it moves, when a, when a person moves to end of life, then it becomes irreversible process. Right, but that's very interesting about the first stage where you can enter palliative care and there is still a focus on treatment, but you also are trying to keep the patient comfortable and focus on their wellness. But you can exit that palliative care, of course, if you overcome the disease. So it doesn't necessarily mean you know, the, um, your illness is terminal right away. Like you were mentioning within weeks, like it could be months or years, or you could exit palliative care. You know, it's kind of a, it's like a stage. It's like a stage of the disease, right? Right. So that's the first stage. So people normally have a perception when you say that it's palliative care. Normally their perception, they're talking about end of life care or terminal care. Right, so palliative care can be given way ahead earlier, um, in 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 order to to uh, enhance the quality of life, of course, of the older adults or a patient who is going through that type of illness. Yes. Well, exactly, and so you work with older adults um, quite a bit. So you've seen this, you've seen the different stages, and what's your opinion or like what's your point of view on how often palliative care is prescribed in those early stages so the way i say is not always palliative care is provided um provided uh, earlier during the stages people for example dementia chronic illness these are the illness where there is there is no cure and uh, when you are going through that process that is basically the outer layer of palliative care that you can see the the the, the very first first stage so these are the people where 
older adults are are not even you know in, in terms of the opportunity is not given to have the palliative care team approached to understand what their needs and requirements are i mean in some cases it does happen that uh, that the care um, um, is 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 provided, but again, with the with the family involvement, trying to trying to look at it, working with the with the palliative care to set up um, in their in their household if they want to, who, who those who are living in aging place and who would like to be in that environment, then 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 it's provided. But again, that, that information needs to be disseminated along um because the lifespan varies when you're at the at the at the outer level it can go on for for uh for uh, months to years so how would you recommend families or just anyone to kind of prepare for those different stages because i'm thinking it's it's very interesting how you're focusing on the patient's wellness and it is all about respect and listening but at the same time, people do have different wishes and wellness means different things. So it's almost like advanced directives should include their their wishes, right? Like what wellness would mean and how people can support them with the holistic approach and patient-centered care that truly reflects the care that they want. Does that make sense? Right, right. So, so... So the information in terms of for the patient uh, going through that illness, that, that that chronic illness, the dementia, before it gets too much or or, or goes in, in in a situation where that they are not able to comprehend or make decision, it is important for them to be able to plan that if this illness persists, how is it they would like that that to be or the process through which they're going through should be and um and 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 they need to you know once once that information is is communicated with the family and with the palliative care team and, and this is what the palliative care team does is tries to understand what are the needs of the older adult um, what is it that they would like to do or, or or they have been doing that they would like to continue that makes them happy for example, if an older adult has a, you know, loves to take a dog out for a walk, okay, um, then that could be included as one part in their in their um, palliative care plan, where to be able to take the dog out, if they're not able to do that, to take the dog out for a walk, then somebody else can take the dog out for a walk, which would make them happy. Um, they are others who would like to go for congregation prayers when they would like to go. Uh, I mean, that's something that, that if they're not able to go themselves, then have some sort of a means to be able to take them to that, that would make them happy. So it is important to understand what the needs of the older adult are and, and what really makes them in terms of content and happy while the treatment process is also carrying on. Absolutely. And I love that because I think, the, you know, the perception of palliative care is it's all about, you know, the terminal aspect. It is more about the death. But in reality, it's about their the living part, right? Like you want to make the 
the last parts of your life the best they could be. Like, of course, if you love taking your dog out or seeing your dog, that's very important, right? So you don't, you're not going to give that up within if you have a few more months or a few more weeks to live. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, it is important to understand that, you know, the, uh, the, the, the lifespan, we are, we, are, we are living longer. The, yeah. the fact that the extra years that we gain in, uh, in life expectancy are basically tagged at the end of our lifespan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and statistics indicate that, you know, it, it says one in four will spend those years being dependent on somebody or living in long-term care facilities. And, and you know, those years which are tagged at the end are the years of riddle with multiple comorbidity, chronic disease, disability, and sometimes frailty. So having that understanding would help us to plan, okay, what do I want to do? If I get into this stage, how do I want to make my plan and, 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 and have, a, have a life that I would like to live it towards my, towards my trajectory of my uh, end of life process? Oh, yes. The fastest growing age group is the over 80 is 80 plus. That's the fastest growing age group. So people are definitely living longer. And it, of course, is tacked on to the ending, ending years of their life. And I also love your point that you do need to make it known kind of what your wishes are. And I had someone else on this show from the conversation project. And that was what they're all about is talking about your wishes. And it's almost like you need to tell multiple people and really make it known because their family sometimes doesn't always know it's kind of what they think you might like but palliative care it's all about the patient patient-centered care so you know you really need to be able to speak up say what your wishes are so your family and friends can really advocate for you and at that time absolutely absolutely and and and, and also have to remember palliative care does not actually uh, stop at the death of the patient also right um you know, it, it continues through the bereavement care. Um, so if the patient is aware that it's not only my lifespan, but also in terms of, uh, um, uh, you know, how the treatment was delivered to, uh, to the patient, right? And, um, and, 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 and generally, good palliative care improves the process of bereavement, um, um, you know, for, for, uh, for, for these reasons. And um, um, and um, and and in terms of assist the family to cope up with after after the death of uh, of the patient. Yes, that is such a great point. And I know that there's a quote. I'm not sure who it's by, but death is the only the end of the story if you assume the story is about you. And yes. right, and it is like a very Western and North American thing to just think your death is kind of all about you, but your family are a huge part of it. And if you think of you know yourself and people in your life who you've lost, it's it makes a really big impact. Right, right, absolutely. And and for a patient also, it is it it helps them that you know going through this process also how my family. And and close ones uh, uh, will will also be um, taken care of from 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 that particular plan that was designed for the patient, right? 
so it is uh, um, it is uh, it is satisfying from 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 that angle so so it's important to have a, a plan in place when 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 you when you are hit with this type of illness yes and i mean you describe it as a holistic approach and that really shows it is truly holistic it kind of includes every stage even up to bereavement care which is which is really great i would love to hear um a story from maybe an experience you've seen of palliative care and just how it was able to assist a family and assist the patient so there are there are a number of uh, older adults um, uh, that I I've been um, been involved with who are aging in place and who are living in um, long term care facility and also in assisted living. Um, uh, the number of uh, deaths that I have I have um, um, seen uh, older adults go through. But this one particularly uh, uh, stands out. Uh, this older adult, um, she, I, I knew her um, for a long time, and um, uh, five years before she she started to have dementia, and uh, she's eighty seven years old. And when she 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 had that dementia, she was eighty six when she started to. Um, uh, started to show this, the, the the signs of forgiveness of, of, of uh, forgetfulness of um, of uh, you know not comprehending certain things and the doctor basically diagnosed that it's an early sign of of, of dementia and um, right away uh, uh, she decided that you know I would like to 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 prepare for my for my plan that if my situation goes worse, uh, these are the things I would like to be to be um, to be uh, provided. And she was part of uh, of the process for the plan um, to uh, to uh, create a plan. Now for her, congregation prayers was very important that she would love going into that. There was certain music that she would love to um, to hear um, all the time and and also she had a, she had a, uh, a dog that she always wanted to um, to uh, take her take her out for a, for a, for a walk now these are three examples these are three components which are very clear, very critical and the palliative care team put that into the plan for her and as the disease was progressing those core components one of those three three main components were always part of the process and you could see that even her 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 memory she was losing but whenever she would come back from congregation prayers of course assistance was was given to for, for her to take the, to, 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 to the to the prayers uh, the dog was taken out for a walk which you could see uh, that you know the dog is 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 walking, and the the music that was provided that, that she loved was was surrounded with that. You could see the happiness within that, even though from she could not say it, but through her own expression, but looking at the eyes and sometimes the movement in her hands, which would come in, it would see that you know she was she was enjoying and then she was she was just 
you know, feeling, feeling um, at, uh, at uh, peace. Yeah, and so you can really see how it makes a difference, even though those are absolutely. small things, seemingly, mm -hmm. right? And, and this really drew my, my, my attention. I mean, music is also one of the powerful, especially people with dementia. You could, you could see that when the music, the type, the one that she loved it, you, you could, you know, feel that expression. And um, uh, uh, it, it went on really fast in terms of the progress for her disease. And, and, uh, and the time when she passed away, it was exactly the death that she wanted it to be. She wanted it to be in her house. She wanted to be surrounded by the environment, the built environment that she was familiar with. She wanted to be with people, with the, with the friends and the family members who she could recognize also from, from, from their voice. Um, and, um, and, and it was a very, very peaceful death for her. And it, it just triggered to me that how much big difference it would make if, if uh, these core requirements, core important thing, understanding the needs of, of the patient is identified what they want and how they want um, in, 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 in order to implement, implement that plan. And, and one of the most important thing that I also, also felt was when you're giving a care to an older adult, when things come out from your heart, you can see that they can feel it. Um, uh, they may not be able to say it, but you can see that the feelings within themselves. Um, and, and that's what touches. So it is not just the care that you are providing. Okay, this is what I'm trying to do. But how you provide the care is is extremely critical. Absolutely. Yeah, you can, it does make a difference. And I think that's a great point. It's not just simply kind of fulfilling the wishes. It is also about how you do it, your approach, that all makes such an impact on a person's life. Yes, yes, it does. It does make a big, 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 big impact. And it was very emotional for all of us. Um, and, uh, but one thing we were all, all content with was because things were provided to her based on her wishes in terms of how she wanted it to be and that what made us uh, made us happy that we were all um, able to do that um, to fulfill her needs and requirements yes yes exactly well i want to thank you so much for your time kareem i can really tell your passion for palliative care and this was very informative um, so thank you so much for taking the time Thank you very much, Mecca, for, for, for giving me the opportunity. I want to thank you so much for listening. And of course, to Kareem, thank you so much for being a guest on today's show. This was very interesting. And we had a chance to chat after the recording just about how, um, like, I was so grateful that he was able to share that story of the palliative care experience that he was describing. But it doesn't always go that way. He has seen, you know, very stressful end-of-life experiences for families. And the key difference is in the planning. So I think he just wants to remind everybody planning is key. It's so important to tell your loved ones your wishes. Make it known. Um, 
like plan ahead as much as you can for sure. I think that really makes a difference. So this has been Talking Aging. My name is Mika Marcelet. You're listening to Vancouver Co-op Radio, 100.5 FM or coopradio.org. Or of course, you might be listening to the podcast version. And this has been recorded on the unceded territories of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh people. Thank you again for listening.